0: Hey, parents, welcome back to The Journey. This is Dan Panetti. Hey, this is our second episode with Ricky Chalet, Executive Director of Living Hope Ministries. Uh, this time he's going to be talking about raising boys in today's culture. The one that we uh, aired previously was about raising girls. Uh, but the great thing is is uh, we've got Ricky coming out to our uh, campuses to talk to our parents. Uh, this past Monday night, uh, he was at the Plano campus uh, talking to our parents. We had about 150 parents there. It was an incredible presentation. Uh, and he's doing that same presentation up at the North Campus on Monday, January 30th at 645. Um, and I, I would say, you, you, parents, you really need to be there, right? Um, invite some friends. They don't even have to be PCA parents. Uh, parents need to know this information. It's super valuable, and you will appreciate being there. So uh, hopefully we'll see you out at uh, the, uh, the live presentation, but here's more from Ricky Chalette talking about raising boys in today's culture welcome back to the journey this is Dan Finetti, and again I've got uh, my good friend Ricky Shillette from Living Hope Ministries again he's at livehope.org so if you want to check out um, the incredible resources uh, that Ricky has with his organization that would be a great place but we just got done talking about gender and sexuality uh, with young girls so as a parent as you're raising a girl there's some uh, different things that uh, are going to be influencing them um, different things that they're going to be exposed to Uh, but what about a parent of a boy what are the things that they're wrestling with and that they're seeing? Is it similar to the girls or is it a whole different ball of wax?
1: I mean, there are some similarities, but I really think that there's some huge differences. And, and it's fascinating right now because I think we're having a crisis of masculinity and femininity. Okay. But a big crisis in masculinity. I agree. And, uh, <laughs> and, and what we see happening is sort of the uh, demonizing of men. Uh, and yeah. so the culture has kind of portrayed all men as these monsters and these toxic males and toxic yes. masculinity yes and uh, and again, you know that's not to say that they're not men who are toxic as there are women. Uh, but I think what we've done is kind of gone to an extreme to where now young boys don't really want to be boys or men don't want to be initiating or uh, strong or protecting or any of those kinds of things for fear that in doing so, they're gonna be labeled as these monsters. Yeah. And so it was interesting again, Wall Street Journal just had an article talking about how uh, 60% of the enrollment in college now are females, which has never happened before. And they predict that in the next five years there'll be a two to one ratio of girls to boys in college, that boys are just not going to school. And, and they're, not, they're not just not going to college, they're actually not doing anything. Yes. They're staying home, they're in front of their computers, they're playing games. They're, they're miserable, they're depressed, they're sad, uh, they're lonely, they don't know how to interact, and all of this is happening to our young men while everyone is going on saying, oh it's no big deal, you know, look at the women, they're now advancing. And, and there's nothing wrong with women advancing, I want them to advance but I don't think they should advance at the expense of the boys right and I think there should be this mutuality that needs to take place in this process
0: so I'm I'm halfway through a book called the boy crisis Mm. Um, mmm it's dr. Uh, William Farrell I believe Um, and I actually don't recommend the book um, because dr. Farrell is not a believer okay Um, and so a lot of his concern right goes through an evolutionary concept right Um, which I I don't support I don't like right um, but it's not as if the um, the evidence that he brings forth about the boy crisis and some of the things that you mentioned um isn't you know isn't true right. uh, and something for us to to uh, to consider and to look at and and um a lot of what he talks about is just that um that toxicity of masculinity in our culture today and how young boys um are seeing right that and and are wanting to stay away from it they don't want to be um, men anymore um, who do in a sense manly things because those things have been considered oppressive. Right. Um, and so that, you know, the whole idea of a man opening a door for a woman to show respect, right, is now showing oppression to her. Like, right. see, look, I, I lord it over you that I'm the stronger, you know, right. sex and I'm the stronger gender. And so I open the door for you and that puts you down as a woman. And so, you know, men are kind of like going, Oh, you know, well, great now, now, now yeah. what do I do yeah. like who pays you know, for dinner, pays I mean, for dinner? what yeah. do I do uh, yeah. and, and so I think there's a there's going to be in the next few years a lot of confusion for our boys yeah um, so what what would you recommend um, for parents raising a young boy in today's culture
1: yeah well once again I mean we always want people to go back to the word and to say okay when you look at Scripture what do you see God doing mm-hmm. what do you see God saying about men and what we see in the very beginning of Scripture is God creating Adam placing him in the garden and giving him work work yes and so one of the things that <laughs> That is a part of male identity is work. Yes. And it's not, you know, I mean, you, you hear people all the time say, well, you shouldn't be identified with your job. And I'm like, mm, I'm not so sure that's accurate because even before the fall, men identified with work. That right. was what God gave man to Adam do. Had, Adam had a
0: job. He had a job. And, and it gave him. It gave them something to use the gifts and abilities, right, in a productive manner. Correct. Right? So if you've got, right, God-given talents and abilities, right, and you don't know what to do with those, those are going to be frustrating to you. Yeah. So the whole idea of just sitting in your, you know, parents' basement playing video games, right, right is not a creative source, right. right? It's it's actually using somebody else's creativity, right, and you're just playing a game, yeah. right? But you're not you're not advancing anything. You're not yeah. the one who's creating the now, ideas. Now, if, you, if,
1: if you're the one competing in the E thing and you're making hundreds of thousands, it may be okay, now, but- I'll,
0: <laughs> I, I i have had you know one of my sons say that right yeah, like yeah. hey if i could monetize this and make millions of dollars and i'm like they yeah. would it be okay yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> eh, maybe not yeah, but maybe. anyway yeah. but yeah so um so yeah going back to god's word and saying work is is important very important. Um, i yeah. tell parents all the time right as a as a you know if you're raising children right chores need to be a part of it yeah um, they always ask me do i need to pay them do i not need to pay them i'm like that doesn't really matter right right the fact that they have things to do and they feel like they're a productive part of the family really right. is an important aspect in raising children sure so and,
1: and they realize that it's you know people aren't going to serve them all of their life exactly. that they have to serve and right. that's very much a part of what a man is he serves you know it's part of what he is. And who he is. So God creates this man, puts him in the garden. And the first thing that we see is he works, but then he also looks at all the animals and he names them. Yes. And so there is an aspect, I believe, of masculinity whereby man speak truth into chaotic situations yes. and give it an identity and a direction. That's kind of my biblical definition of masculinity.
0: I love it. But say that again, but say it a little slower. Okay. Because that, that's, I think, so important to understand right? about what men have a capability of doing. Yeah.
1: It's the ability. Masculinity, to me, biblically, is the ability of man to speak truth into chaos, and give that chaos an identity and a direction.
0: Okay. So when when a when a dad speaks to his kids and says, yep. um, "Hey, you're stupid. Yep. Hey, you're not good enough." Right. Yep. In a sense, you're you're in a sense you're kind of creating identity for your kid. Yeah. Um, that if somebody else says it, it doesn't matter. But if my dad says it, it's almost like, that's who I am. It's almost prophetic. Yeah. I mean, it really is. And,
1: yeah. it, and it's kind of odd for us as Baptists to be talking this kind of thing. But, you know, you, you hear our more charismatic friends talking about, oh, you know, don't speak that over me, don't speak that over me. But sure. the reality is, as a, as a little kid, the words of your parents are the truth. Right. I mean, you believe what they say. And yeah. so if dad's telling you, well, you're stupid— then you kind of go, yeah, I just, I'm. That's my dad says I'm stupid. Yep. I can't learn anything, yep. you know. And, and
0: when Scripture says you have the, you know, the power of life and death in your tongue, absolutely. From a dad's perspective, that's yep. so important. So one, it's important for dads to be there, yep. to speak into that chaos as young, you know, yep. as your children are coming up because they're looking for direction, right? Sure. So dad, we're we're saying you provide that direction. Yep. But two, it's really important to, to you know, not take the negative aspect, right? Because there's plenty of negative things that you see in your kids. That's your job as a parent to correct those, right? Right. But to speak the positive aspects and your kid's existence of saying hey this is what i see god has made you to be this is how i see god has created you that can help your your son or daughter get an identity for oh god's created me for something great he's got good work for me and my dad sees that in me
1: absolutely yeah i mean you've got to know that dad believes in you that he's on your side that he's got your back you know and so you know we talk a lot about the three a's and talking about affirmation attention and affection and dad needing at a very from the time the kid's born you know, to affirm the child in his identity—that you are a man, you're you're like me, but you're not just like me—and mm-hmm. how it's awesome that God has made you a male, just like it's awesome that He would make a girl a female—and uh, and I want to affirm that in you. And then the attention is the one-on-one kind of looking into their eyes, seeing who they are, what they are, what they like, even if even if their interests are very very different than yours. You know, He may love metal music or crazy punk music or something like that that you don't like at all. Uh, But because he likes it and because he's your son, you have an obligation to enter into his world and to see, well, what is it about that that you like and what is good about that? And how can I affirm that? Or are there dangerous things within the confines of this reality that I need to point out to you because you're not really aware of those things?
0: So so I think that's one of the difficult things to do as a man, right, is when your son has different interests than yours – Right. So, you know, you grew up and, you know, you, you played football and your son um, doesn't like sports. Right. Um, you know, they like music. They like right. dancing. They like art. Right. Yeah, they like to the cook. Right. Yeah. Whatever it is. And you know, yeah. all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, you know, how do I um, take my son and put him into something that I like so I can spend a t- you know time with him? Well, what you're saying is how do you as a dad, right, um, take the interest of your kids and find a way to make that connection?
1: Absolutely. Right? And what's beautiful about that, and I've seen it happen over and over again, is when dads invest themselves in the things that the child, the, the children are passionate about and they enter into that world, well, then the child is willing to enter in the world of his father. Sure. And so you go and, you know, say your son wants to be a ballet dancer and he's taking dance and you're going to the dance recitals and all the things. Well, you do that and then suddenly you'll find that your son's like, hey, dad, you know, you want to go to that game on Friday night? You know, let's go if that's what you want to do. And so he now wants to spend time with you at the game, not because he necessarily is interested in the football, but because he's interested in spending time with you, right? But that's not going to happen unless you're willing to enter his world. And as long as you're pushing him to be you, when that's not how God wired him, then there's going to be a resistance. And ultimately, I think there'll be a perception on his part that I don't really measure up. Right. You know, I'm not good enough for my dad. He wish he had a different kind of son.
0: And, and we've heard that right from so many people. Oh yeah. Right. You know, my, you know, my dad was this, and I, you know. I'm not, right? right? And the reality is, is you know, not being your dad is great because you weren't created to be your dad. Exactly, <laughs> Right? Yep. But just because you have different interests doesn't mean that you won't um, excel beyond what your dad was even, right? Just in a, a different area, a different scope, a different, you know, reality, a different yeah. concept, right? You may be, um, you know, a great chef. Right and yeah. your dad couldn't, you know, make toast. Right, right. So right. I mean, that's that's an interesting concept. Now the three A's again. Go yeah, back. to So you got those. affirmation. Affirmation. So that, yep. that's what. What does that that's, mean?
1: That's telling your son you're good enough, you're strong enough, you have what it takes to be a man. I love you. I'm proud of you. I'm with you on this journey. Right. Attention okay. is spending the one-on-one, eyeball-to-eyeball time with kid entering into their world, yeah. knowing how they feel. And, and
0: the key word there is time. Time. Right? That's it, the biggie. It, it takes time yeah. from a parenting perspective of actually spending time with your kids. So that means that you've got to get them off their phones and video games, yes. right? And yes. you've got to spend time with them, yeah. right? And yeah, then, I think
1: every dad ought to date their kid, you know, be it a boy or a girl. I, I, I think every dad ought to date their kid. There ought to be... You know, at least once a month, that you're an intentional, going an intentional time yes. alone with that child, talking to them, asking them questions, hearing their heart, yeah. figuring out what they're passionate about, and and spending you know that time with them to get to know them. I mean, I I ask dads all the time, "What is your kid's favorite color? What's their favorite band?" That kind of stuff, and nine times out of ten, they don't know.
0: So so there's a there's a number of videos um, that I've watched that. Um, You know, kind of the man on the street interview where they'll go out and they'll ask dads, um, you know, what's the name of the school that your kids go to? What's the name of, you know, their third grade teacher? (laughs) Right. And it's 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 weird how it's acceptable for a man not to know those things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That you know, mom knows all that. Yeah. Right. But there's an actual uh, I can't remember what it was, but there's a, a dad who took his son to the wrong school. Oh wow. And dropped him off at the wrong school and the mom's like, "Our kid doesn't even go to that school." Right? <laughs> and, right, but you know, but dad's so in tune with his world, right? Right, right? Um and he's, you know, he's making money and he's CEO of whatever yeah, I'm providing company right? for the, I'm the family. For I'm the taking family. Care of everybody. Right? So you know, the, the you know, the day that mom got sick and I had to drop off, you know, our kid at school, and I took him to the wrong place. It's like, "Oh, I can't be bothered with those minor things." But what you're saying is those aren't minor. Right. Those are major. That's right. Right? You need to know those things about your son or your daughter, right, if you're raising them. Yep. Um, and it's not just a mom's job and responsibility to know those things, right? It's a dad's job Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Okay. And then what was – you did – Affirmation, um, attention, affirmation and attention. And then
1: the thir- third one is affection. Okay. And again, that's usually not a hard thing for dads to do, especially when kids are younger. Right. But I think the difficulty comes, especially with boys, when they hit about five or six years old. Because all of a sudden, especially if you have a rough-and-tumble dad who was a football player and a hunter and all that, he now wants to wrestle, he wants yeah. to you know, take him out hunting, he wants to throw him up in the air, he wants to do all these rough-and-tumble things, which is great, and there's nothing wrong with those things. But if you have that sensitive son that may be traumatizing to him right and so you've got to figure out how can i still love on this kid and affirm this kid and physically touch this kid in a way that is going to help him feel good about masculine touch and feeling you know and and when you think about it i mean it's funny to me because folks look at masculinity and they don't think it's a very physical thing Mm -hmm. in the sense that men are kind of distant from other men and we don't do things together but the reality is the way men get affection typically is they involve themselves in team sports. Sure. And in team sports, you're touching people and having All physical contact. Sure. Continually almost. Yep. <laughs> you know, but little sensitive boys who don't play football or baseball or soccer, they're, they're kind of more isolated. Yeah, and so they don't that. experience those physical touches. And as a result of that, they don't know the difference between good touch and bad touch. Okay. And so down the road somewhere, when someone comes along who – isn't well intentioned, and all of a sudden they touch the kid inappropriately. Well, the Bible says to the one who is hungry, even that which is bitter tastes sweet, mm. and so suddenly that that touch feels appropriate because he's longing for that masculine affirmation, attention, right. and affection. Right,
0: that's good. That's important. That's an important aspect. Uh, I think you know the the how do you protect your kids from something evil, right? Is yeah. you, you love them in the right way. Absolutely. Right. So when yeah. something something inappropriate does come along, right, they can identify and say, no, I don't I don't yeah. need that, right? Because I've got that attention, that affection, that affirmation yeah. right in a positive way at home. Yeah. So when somebody tries to do it in a negative way, right, yeah. or in a self-centered way, right, they can identify that yeah. that's not that's not what's best for me. Yeah.
1: And to me that's a philosophy as well for their exposure to all the media stuff. You know, if they know what the truth is and if they know what real connection yep. and community and affirmation and all that stuff is from their mom and dad. Well, then when they see that stuff, they can go, well, that's interesting, but my mom and dad says, that's not what I'm supposed to be doing. That's yeah. not who I am. That's yep. not what I'm about. And so that becomes sort of that bedrock that they always go back to. But if a kid doesn't have that time with mom and dad, then they're obviously they're, there's no foundational reality. And so they're looking for who they are. And to me, that's part of the 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 tragedy of what's happening in our culture right now is we're beginning to tell parents and children That you don't know who your children are. They need to find out who they are. They need to explore these realities. Don't tell them that they're a boy or a girl. Don't even name them. Uh, You know, you just kind of just gender neutral something that you can call them until they decide who they want to be. And I'm like, no, they're given parents because parents have the sensibility to say, oh, we have a boy. And we need to tell him he's a boy and we need to affirm him as a boy that's
0: your job that's, that's your, your role. job <laughs> yeah <it's>, that, that's <laughs> why you that's, that's why you're there that's you why know you're there
1: and so giving them that sort of like track to 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 run their train on so to speak Allows them to not have to worry about those foundational realities. Absolutely. I mean, growing up is difficult enough as it is in our world, being able to know who I am from the time I'm born and say, okay, I'm gonna work within so this true. railroad track yep. within these boundaries. Yep. This is how I'm gonna live my life. Yeah.
0: Just laying my own tracks out there in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Where I, am I going? What am I supposed going? to do? What am I doing? Yeah. What would you say? You know, you talked a lot about um, you know, kids growing up, where right, you know, mom and dad and the different roles I have. What would you say to a single mom who's raising a yeah.
1: boy? God bless you. It's hard and yeah. it's difficult. Uh, and I think it's absolutely essential that they involve themselves with healthy males uh, to be able to impart masculinity to their boys. Okay. Uh, moms can't be dads, no matter how much they may try to be. They can't be. Uh, they're simply not a male. And so he needs that male interaction in his life. So. Uh, Of course, for me, I would say, you know, get involved in a church that's healthy and get him involved in boy stuff at the church, you know, guys, groups, that kind of thing. Um, Maybe find youth pastor, some young, healthy, mature college age students Mm -hmm. who might want to invest in him and sort of take him under their wing as, you know, as they mentor him, that kind of thing. But I would also tell parents to be very careful because we live in a crazy, messed up, sexually confused world so i would say to vet the people very carefully make sure that they're always sure, two absolutely. of them with your son not yep. just one yep and uh and and kind of let that be the rule of three you know so there's a protection that's kind of built into that an accountability built into that uh, connection
0: yeah only other red flag that kind of comes up to me is um uh, single mom right um and, a, and raising a boy um if she has negativity towards men because mm. men have hurt her right how it's does she huge. how does she keep from passing that on to her son who Right. Who knows that he's going to be a man, but doesn't want to be that man, that, that man, man yeah. that hurts women. Yeah. How do you how do you pass that? Yeah. You know, and
1: we see that. We see that a good bit. Um, right. I think mom, you know, has to recognize that she is hurt and that she needs help. And so she's got to deal with her junk and make sure her junk doesn't get dumped on her kid. Good. And because moms have a natural need, uh, I believe, by God's creation to cleave and to help men. Mm-hmm. Um there can often be a transference from the mom to get the needs that she has for affirmation, attention, and affection from From her her son. Right. and so she puts on him a burden that he's really not mature enough already to right. to take on right. and so she becomes very enmeshed with him that becomes very unhealthy he ends up having resentment toward women later because he's like whoa I don't want anything like my mom like she smothers me she controls everything I do you mm. know I've constantly have to affirm her and tell her oh yeah mom you look pretty or yeah you know well those are things that really little boys aren't I have to do I mean those are things dads do to with their wives yes and so when she doesn't have that in her life she has to be super careful not to get those needs met by that son and get that outside.
0: That's good. Well, there's a, there's a lot. There's a lot in raising boys and girls in our culture yep. today. There's a lot of um, mixed messages and very dangerous messages that our kids have access to um, through social media that they never had before. So um, I appreciate you just kind of helping us um, walk through and talk through um, just the importance of raising our kids in a biblical manner. So thank you, Ricky.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for investing the time to listen to this episode of The Journey. Please take a minute to share with friends and family who will also benefit from this valuable resource. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast app. It is truly our blessing and honor to walk with you on The Journey.